Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio, your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team, ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. It is a fights and football Friday. Uh, the fight portion is going to be a bit of a downer as we discuss the latest from Dana White. And then for football Friday, we are combining two segments into one. It is NFL Power Rankings Day, and then... It's a playoff preview. I thought, you know, there's only six games to preview, so let's combine the two. Plus, we had all the craziness going down on Wednesday. And, of course, we will close with today's ticket presented by BetStamp. Download the BetStamp app. Use the referral code COUCH to let them know that I sent you. Um, you get to see the value of line shopping. You see the value of having multiple different sports books. And there are experts with their picks on there. And they're not just throwing them out there all willy-nilly. You can track those picks and see how they are going. So, download the BetStamp app and use the referral code couch. All right, let's get into it. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about, but might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learned history in high school. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week, wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! Let's start with the fights portion on a Fights in Football Friday. Um, Dana White with his press conference earlier this week discussing um, the video that came out on TMZ of him slapping his wife on New Year's Day, uh, or at a New Year's Eve celebration anyway. And um, it's frustrating because... Okay, so what happened? He, He was asked about this situation and he was asked like there's been no repercussions and he basically said well no like what would suspending me do like me not being here hurts the company me not here me not being here um although the the way he acts sometimes it does kind of sound like he'd be saying me not here hurt company me not here hurt fighters um but he was saying like "Me, me not being here is bad for everyone in the company so why would they they punish me which is some of the most toxic things, maybe not the most, but quite toxic. Um, that attitude of like, just right there saying it in front of God and everybody. Yeah. I'm above the law. Basically. Like you, you guys can't, you guys can't punish me. It would hurt yourselves. And then he says, well, the biggest punishment is I have to live with this for the rest of my life. And there is a small level of accountability that he is taking. He's, he's not defending himself. He is saying what he did was wrong. But then, on the other hand, he is also saying, well, I shouldn't be punished because I, I have to live with this. Which is, like, sure, that, that must weigh heavy on your conscience. And maybe it would be more difficult to look people you know in the eye for the next few months. But eventually he'll get over that, I'm sure. Um, he's done some... I mean, look, this is next level stuff to not paying fighters well, but like he, he, he's been able to sleep at night while being kind of a shitty person anyway. So I I feel like just one more straw on that camel's back isn't going to break this one this time. So a, that's not really much of a punishment. B, that's not how the world works. You you don't have some kind of uh, assault or crime or anything committed. And so your punishment is you have to think about what you've done. Like, it, it's just, it is so the exact example of what everyone thinks rich people believe in that, well, yeah, but, I, like, my reputation has been tarnished. So, what greater punishment is that? A lot of things. Most things. Like, it, it's, it's just so 
the attitude that everyone kind of believes that people of power have, and he just said it out loud for everyone. So uh, a very disappointing situation around the Ultimate Fighting Championship with Dana White. It sounds like he is not going to be punished for this uh, particular incident, and everyone's just going to move on with their lives, but, but trust us, trust Dana White feels really, really bad about this. Um, no easy segue in any of this, but there is now uh, a fight card coming up this weekend as Sean Strickland steps in on late notice. And look, I, I am well aware that part of the reason why he can get away with stuff like this is because we go from, this is awful and he should be punished. But here's the thing he's putting on this weekend. And it, it's the moral conundrum we've discussed on this show a number of times where, like, this is my favorite sport in the world and one of my least favorite people in the world is running it. And um, it's tough to not let that kind of get in the way of enjoying this thing that you absolutely love. So... That being said, there is a fight this weekend. Um, the main event is in the light heavyweight division. Sean Strickland taking on Nazruddin Imavov. Uh, it's one of those that you hear a bunch, but then you haven't had to say in a while. Strickland coming in on short notice for Kelvin Gastelum. Um, Strickland was on a bit of a rise and then lost to Pereira back in July of 2022 and then lost his following bout to Jared Cannonier. Nazruddin, uh, which is how we're definitely going to be calling him, was is... That rise that we were talking about that Strickland was on, he is on that now. He is 12-3, and three, five knockout wins, four by submission. Uh, he has been submitted once. Uh, you have Nasruddin who has won his last three. And so it seems like kind of two ships passing in the night, right? Like you have Strickland who was on the rise and now he's been knocked off. You have Nasruddin who is now starting to rise and hey, here he comes. But I I don't know because the, the fighters that Strickland's losing to are Pereira, who's now the champion, and Jared Cannonier, who is a, a pretty high-level mixed martial artist himself. I think Strickland gets the job done here. I, I think that um, Sean Strickland is going to, to be able to kind of control this fight and get this win. I think a lot of people are kind of underestimating Sean Strickland. Again, not a great dude. Don't want to host a podcast with the guy, but from a fight perspective, I, I think he is able to get the job done here. Other fight that is kind of catching my attention in the... Uh, oh, by the way, Strickland is a slight underdog in this bout. Um, in... The co-main event in the featherweight division, Dan Ige taking on Damon Jackson. Speaking of guys who were on a rise and have fallen off, Dan Ige has now lost three in a row and four of his last five, taking on uh, Damon Jackson, who is quite a bit bigger at 5'11 to 5'7. Um, and he comes into this one. Uh, the record's slowly pulling up. 22-4-1. He has won four in a row. This is one where I do think the uh, the favorite in Jackson is able to get the job done. I just think it's kind of it for Ige. Uh, just quickly, other fights that we have on the radar. There isn't a ton. Uh, this is very much a just schedule it fight card. Uh, Ketlin Vieira taking on Raquel Pennington in what I think is a very interesting matchup. Raquel Pennington, former title challenger. Um, that, that fight... I think rather notoriously did not go her way, but she has bounced back. She's won four fights in a row and is starring that ascent once again. Ketlin Vieira is always been someone who I, I found to be quite talented, 13-2 and two in her mixed martial arts career. Four wins coming by submission, two by knockout. She has won two in a row and three of her last four, the only loss coming to Kunitskaya, but with wins over Shajara Eubank, Misha Tate, and Holly Holm. This is a really interesting fight. Um, 
I think Raquel Pennington takes this one. I, I think Raquel Pennington has the style where she's not going to allow herself to get caught up in any kind of submission that Vieira has. So a couple of underdog plays we might be looking at for today's ticket coming up a little bit later on. That is the fighting portion of Fighting Football Friday. Now, let's get into the football. that you hear on Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. You can find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent with X is where the A's would be and find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. All right, year-end power rankings. The bottom team, once again, the Chicago Bears. As they close out the year as the worst team in the NFL, they will have the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Going to be looking at some draft stuff going into next week. This week, it's all about the, the playoffs. But the, the Bears in an interesting spot right now. They have a number one pick that I think the Indianapolis Colts would kind of like to have. They come in at 31. The Texans, who had the chance to get that pick, and then won. Uh, they are our 30th team. Denver at 29. Arizona, who is now without a coach, in at 28. Um, 27. You have the LA Rams. 26, the Vegas Raiders, and it has now been confirmed Derek Carr will not be back as the quarterback for the Vegas Raiders. At 25, it's the Falcons. 24, it is Cleveland. 23, New Orleans. 22, the Jets. They are such an interesting team this offseason because they have everything but the quarterback. They absolutely nailed this last draft and have now put themselves in a position to really rise up the ranks going into to next year if they nail this quarterback position. Uh, at 21, it's Carolina. At 20, it is Tennessee. At 19, it's Washington. All three of those teams kind of feel like they're in no man's land right now. Um, I think Carolina has the most upward mobility. Um, they're obviously in the worst division, so that also helps things out a little bit. 18, it's New, uh, New England. 17, the Green Bay Packers with quite the fall this week after losing to the Detroit Lions in a win-and-you're-in situation in a game that meant literally nothing for the Lions. At 16, it's the Steelers. Another good close to the year, and they give themselves a, a winning record, spoiling uh, your boys' win total ticket. I had them under 8.5. They get the over there at 9, uh, so that's a bit disappointing. At 15, it's Miami. They get into the postseason. At 14, we got the Detroit Lions. I have the Lions over Miami. Yes, I know the Lions aren't in the playoffs, and Miami is, but Miami's quarterback position is such as that I barely consider them in the playoffs. That, is, I think, is going to be a quick exit. 13, it is Seattle who get into the postseason. At 12, the New York Giants. 11, Baltimore. 10, Tampa Bay. That feels icky to have Tampa Bay ahead of Baltimore, but it's clear Lamar Jackson will not be back for this game. Just a quick aside, I was going to get to this in the, the Baltimore-Cincinnati preview, but right now, I understand we want this to be bigger than it is. We want this to be Lamar Jackson is holding out um, and punishing the team that isn't giving him the contract as these negotiations with player and team are clearly creating a, a divide. I just can't believe that's true. That would be such a bonehead mistake from Lamar Jackson if that was actually the case. What's probably happening here is he's just hurt. If he's not, the the concern about a mobile quarterback with leg problems would not be good for his value. So I don't believe Lamar Jackson is holding out in just some weird way to punish the Baltimore Ravens. I think the dude's actually hurt. Sometimes... What is appearing on the surface is just what's happening. There isn't a bigger conspiracy 
involved. Uh, at nine, it is Jacksonville, a very live underdog this week. At eight, it's the Minnesota Vikings. Seven, it is the LA Chargers. Six, we have uh, the Dallas Cowboys coming in. Five, San Francisco. And our top four has been the same for a few weeks now, um, or at least the same teams. Anyway, it is Cincinnati at four. Philadelphia coming in at three, Kansas City at two, and I still think Buffalo is the number one team in the league. I get they don't have the buy, Kansas City does, but I think you put those teams on a neutral site, which probably going to be the case coming up in a few weeks in the AFC title game, I think Buffalo wins that game. So those are your NFL power rankings. Now let's move into our NFL playoff preview. We're just going to go straight into it. Um, and uh, again, this is one, this segment not presented by Betstamp, but we're going to show you the value of the Betstamp app and everything that it can provide in terms of uh, helping out with the lines and things of that nature as we get ready for this super wild card weekend. We will begin with the Seattle Seahawks taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Seattle is 10th in DVOA, 14th in offense, 21st in defense. San Francisco, 2nd in DVOA, 6th in offense, and they have the number one defense according to Football Outsiders. They have the number one defense and they're scoring 25 points a game. San Francisco is also 8-1 at home this season, 7-2 against the spread, and they are seven and two uh, sorry seven and one against the spread in their last eight just any games and the over has hit in four of their last five for Seattle they've scored 24 points per game they were four four uh, four and four on the road this year three and five against the spread they are one and seven against the spread in their last eight and the total has gone under in four of their last five it has certainly been a limp to the finish for the Seattle Seahawks and for San Francisco, it feels like they are hitting their stride. Um, Brock Purdy is at least good enough to get the ball to the plethora of weapons that this team has um, on the offensive side of the football and on the defensive side, this defense is good enough. I think they just absolutely swallow up the Seattle Seahawks in this game. Um, there are a couple of teaser possibilities this week. Um, I think this one is one of them, but we are just going to go. I think San Francisco wins this one in a route. There are a number of books that are providing us minus nine and a half. You have a uh, Bodog that's giving us minus 10, but with plus money on that one. So you know what? That's too tempting to pass up. That that looks like the best number. Um, you have minus nine and a half at Bet365, Bet99. Um, you also have Betway, BetVictor, a number of different spots. B-Win as well, having the 49ers at minus nine and a half. But we get the plus money with uh, minus 10. I personally... I don't think it's going to matter. So I, I will take that one. And that is a pick that we will click for a little bit later on. The Chargers taking on Jacksonville on Saturday. Uh, the Chargers coming in 18th in DVOA, 19th in offense, 16th in defense. Jacksonville, 13th in DVOA, 9th in offense. But this is the number that scares you, 26th in defense. The Jacksonville Jaguars have scored 23 points a game. They're 4-1 in their last five against the spread. And in weeks 16 and 17, to set up that winner-takes-all game against the uh, the Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville outscoring their opponents 50-6. to six. The one thing, though, those opponents, the Jets and the Texans. The Chargers are a bit better than that. 22 points per game. They are 4-0-1 against the spread in the last five, and the under has hit in four of their last six. The thing, like, I, I want to be that person who's like, yeah, Jacksonville is going to take this one. I just don't think that defense is good enough. At least that defense shouldn't be good enough to stop this Chargers offense. We've seen this Chargers team, while making it to the playoffs, still underperform a little bit. I think 
the Chargers are going to be able to put up some points on Jacksonville. I think they're going to be able to outscore Jacksonville. And so I think the Chargers take this one. I will take Chargers minus two and a half. Moving into the Sunday slate, uh, we have the Miami Dolphins taking on the Buffalo Bills. Miami 8th in DVOA, 7th in offense, 15th in defense. Buffalo 1st in DVOA, 2nd in offense, 4th in defense. By the way, these numbers um, with DVOA, they weight more the back end of the scale uh, of the season than they do the front. So uh, a bit more importance is put on the, the games that have mattered here toward the end of the season. Buffalo 28 points per game. They are 7-0 and in their last 7 games, 11-1 and in their last 12. Miami, uh, 24 points per game. They are 2-8 and eight in their last 10 against Buffalo. Uh, they were 5, uh, sorry, 3-6 and six on the road this season. Um, this one's not going to be close. With the issues that Miami is having at the quarterback position, um, it sounds like Skylar Thompson is going to be there. Raheem Mostert, was looking really good on Sunday, but he has uh, a broken, I believe, broken thumb. So he is probably out for this game. Buffalo has all the emotion from the, the DeMar Hamlin situation. I think they absolutely steamroll Miami in this game. It feels like a sucker play to take a team that is at minus 13 and a half, but we are going to take minus 13 and a half. The best number for that um, is at bet 365, where you get the minus 110 for 13 and a half there. The Giants taking on the Minnesota Vikings. This one started with the Giants, I believe, actually favored. Um, that has since shifted. We'll get to that in a second. The Giants 21st in DVOA, 10th in offense, 29th in defense, while Minnesota 27th in DVOA, 20th in offense, 27th in defense. The Giants 21 points per game, um, averaging 149 rush yards per game, while the Giants are 6-1 and one in their last seven games. Again, the spread, but two and six uh, in their last eight overall. Daniel Jones had 334 passing yards in a Week 16 matchup against Minnesota. For the Vikings, they averaged 24 points per game. Their defense ranked 19th in rush DVOA uh, this season, one and four against the spread in their last five, and the overhit in six of their last seven. This is a challenging one to wrap my head around. It's a stay away for sure, but you look at the stats there. 21st in DVOA for the Giants, 27th in DVOA for the Vikings. Well, Giants look better then. Um, Giants offense, better. Giants defense, about the same. A little bit worse. Coaching-wise, I think the Giants have a huge, huge advantage. It all lines up everywhere but talent. I, I don't think that the Giants are going to be able... To, to beat the Vikings. I think Minnesota is going to have a game plan for that rushing attack. I think they're going to try to let Daniel Jones beat them, and he just doesn't have the weapons on the offensive side of the ball if they're able to take Saquon Barkley away to be able to, to beat them. So I think Minnesota is going to get the job done. I think the Giants are just too limited. Uh, the best number to take the Giants at is minus 2.5 at Betway. Baltimore on Sunday night taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Ravens, uh, 7th in DVOA, 12th in offense, 7th in defense, while the Bengals are 5th in DVOA, 4th in offense, 11th in defense. Um, there's a lot that we can go into in this game. X's and O's, breaking it down. I can give you all the stats that I wrote down. Lamar Jackson isn't playing in this game. Cincinnati is going to win. It is just a matter of by how much. Um... We look at it here, there's a couple of spots where if you want Baltimore, you can get them at plus 10, but right now, 
um, the best number to get Cincinnati at is actually at 20 bet where they are at minus nine. So we are going to go Bengals minus nine on this one. And that brings us to the end of Super Wildcard Weekend, which is actually on a Monday as it will be the Dallas Cowboys taking on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And look, I understand that the Cowboys haven't won a road playoff game in a thousand years, and they haven't beat Tom Brady in a playoff game ever, or beat Tom Brady in a game ever. It doesn't matter. I am flabbergasted by the analysis of this game. Like, oh, Tom Brady, it, it, playoff time, he becomes a different animal. It's, this is so clearly not that kind of Tampa Bay team this year. It reminds me of his last year in New England, quite frankly. And you know who beat him then? Ryan freaking Tannehill. So save me with the, oh, the Cowboys can't beat Tom Brady. Maybe they couldn't, but they can beat this Tampa Bay Bucks team. I am just beyond words at how everyone is just blindly supporting Tom Brady in this game. I am going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. I think the fact that we can get them at under a field goal is an absolute gift. The best place to get that at is Bodog right now. Uh, we can get them at minus two and a half uh, at minus one ten. Stunning to me. Absolutely stunning to me, but I will I will take this gift from the, the sports gambling gods. All right, that is the analysis what are we going to do um, about these picks? Let's find out as we go with today's ticket presented by Betstamp coming up next. The studio sponsor for Coach Potato Diary is Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. They are your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all your cleaning needs. All right, time for today's ticket presented by Betstamp. Download the app, use the referral code COUCH to let them know that we sent you. You see the value of um, having the multiple different sports books. We just went through it in this last one. Um, we, we got some extra value on San Francisco plus 10. We got some extra points in the Cincinnati game. Went from 10 down to 9. That extra point is Huge. We get under the key number of 10 with that. Thanks to line shopping and thanks to having multiple different sports books. And the best place to track all of that is at Betstamp. You can download the app, use the referral code COUCH. And one of the cool things I like about this app is that it allows you to track how you have done kind of over the years um, and over time. Like you, um, it, it, there's a my picks area and an analysis area where you can track all time by sportsbook, you can track all-time by league, you can track all-time just in general. Um, looking at it here, this since we have started with Betstamp now, we are in the positive for return on investment for the NFL, for the NHL, and for the UFC. Our basketball's taken a hit, and we only had one play on, um, on baseball, and we lost that one. So uh, we are at negative 100% in our baseball return on investment. Overall, we are at minus 1.2 return on investment right now. Let's see if we can kind of catch up to that with, um, with today's ticket here. We have three games on the NFL slate. Let's run through them right now. It is the Dallas Cowboys, minus 2.5 at minus 110 from Bodog. Uh, once again, very chalky today. Buffalo, minus 13.5 at minus 110 at bet 365. And also at Bodog, it is the San Francisco 49ers, minus 110 at plus 100 against the Seattle Seahawks. 
Uh, taking a look here at the Betstamp app for the UFC card, we get Damon Jackson as an underdog, a slight underdog now, actually. Uh, there are a few spots where you can get him at, but it looks like the best one is at CoolBet, where it is plus 110. So we are going to add him to the card there. And do we have Raquel Gonzalez? We do. Raquel Gonzalez, also plus 110, also at CoolBet. So five games, um, or five events, I suppose, on today's ticket. Raquel Pennington to win over Ketlin Vieira. Damon Jackson to win over Dan Ige. The Cowboys to beat the Buccaneers by at least two and a half points. The Bills to win by two touchdowns over the Dolphins. And San Francisco to cover minus 10 against the Seattle Seahawks. That is today's ticket. Presented by Betstamp. Download the app, use the referral code COUCH, and see how the Betstamp app can give you the greatest return on your investment. That's going to do it for the show. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you again to Betstamp. Thank you to Clearwater Cleaning Solutions, the studio sponsor for Couch Potato Diary. Back with you on Monday as we find out how wrong we were about these playoffs. Hopefully it's a good weekend for everyone. The playoffs are here. It should be a lot of fun. Enjoy it, and we'll talk on Monday. I'm out.